this one, you know, people usually say um, this is a poison chalice, this uh, position, the seat that you find yourself in at the moment. It's been just about a month or so. How has it been? Well, let me first say that uh, poison, I will not say it is. I will say it's a privilege and an honor to be given the opportunity to lead the South African Police Service, be it in an acting capacity. It remains uh, a great honor and hoping that uh, in this process we will do justice in serving the people of our country. Now, you... It is an acting position at the moment. So how much are you realistically going to be able to achieve in terms of we we, we already hearing about plans of restructuring um, and you are acting in this position at the moment. So it does create a bit of confusion as to what exactly is happening right now. There can never be confusion because uh, the Constitution provides that uh, the president will appoint the a man or a woman, uh, as a national commissioner of the South African Police Service. The incumbent uh, has been suspended. And uh, in while the national commissioner has been suspended, the president accordingly appointed an acting national commissioner and whose role is to steer policing, to manage policing in accordance with that mandate. Yes, we can say that uh, we have uh, a plan, an annual plan, like any other state department. It is expected to produce an annual plan, so that plan is in place. Ours currently is to make sure that we deliver on that plan towards the end of the financial year. What our focus is currently is what is it that we need to do to maximize our potential to get to the end of the financial year? Not just get there, but make sure that we would have um, delivered as expected. Last week, you appeared before the Portfolio Committee um, in Parliament and a new restructuring plan was presented. Now, again, this is the third in five years. And what necessitated that? the need to improve efficiency and effectiveness of the police, the need to align ourselves, to give ourselves a better chance uh, to deliver on the expectations. I'm not going to talk about uh, the past structures. I'll talk about the structure that is being proposed, which structure is informed by the strategy that uh, we will be pursuing from here going forward. What we have said to ourselves is that we need to go back to the basics of policing. If you had seen the structure, it, for example, focuses on that core business of the police, policing, to have a dedicated capacity focused on policing operations, uh, which uh, will include your visible policing, operational response services, and protection and security services on one end, which is more the proactive part of policing. And then you get um, crime detection, where you find detectives, forensic services, and crime intelligence. That outfit is more focused on investigation, which is the reactive part of policing. But our take is that um, we need to do more 
in as far as visible policing is concerned, crime prevention, try and take out of the equation the opportunities uh, of crime being committed. Work hard in bringing the communities, uh, getting involved in policing, uh, making sure that uh, we we instill some confidence in our pol- in our people, in as far as our capability is concerned, when it comes to policing. Well, I appreciate that you don't want to be drawn into the politics of all of this, but if this plan is presented with a police commissioner who is currently suspended, what happens if she comes back? Is she then expected to follow this new restructure? Like I said, um, a a structure follows a strategy. The strategy that we are pursuing may not necessarily have been the very same approach that uh, the National Commissioner would have been pursuing. We, We convened as the leadership of the organization informed by what the the challenges are on the ground, did a thorough assessment of the situation and said to ourselves, how best do we turn the situation around? So if and when a decision is taken of who will come after me um, in, in my current acting position and that person decides to pursue a different approach I am not going to have any issues because you don't dictate to the incumbent. The incumbent is to make decisions and say what is best for policing. What I'm grateful of is that this approach that we are taking, it's not my approach. It is our approach as a collective leadership of the police who would have convened and said, how do we address the situation? And what are the dysfunctions with the current structure? And how do we maximize uh, the optimization of those resources that are at our disposal currently? So what are some of the main dysfunctions in the police at the moment? Well, if, if we simply look at our core business, we have said currently you have got one deputy national commissioner who is responsible for policing broadly. That person is responsible for visible policing, um, protection and security services, operational and response services, um, inspectorate, detectives, um, crime and not not forensic services. So you talk already of six environments from an organizational development perspective, span of control. The environment is too big to be managed by one individual. So what we, are, what we have done is to delineate and say, let's make our core business top priority and delineate it in such a way that you have got the focus on the proactive policing part and you have got the focus on the reactive policing, which is more crime prevention related and investigation related. So in our view, uh, too many Uh, of those environments have been put together in one basket, which makes it uh, inefficient and ineffective um, in our view. So obviously now uh, you're going to look to change that. What is going to be your first port of call? 
apart from restructuring at the top, how is that going to filter down to the bottom to the policemen on the beat? Well, we have said that uh, our top priority is going back to basics of policing. We want our communities to feature very highly on our agenda of policing. And we want uh, that focus on visible policing. Let's rather um, commit our resources in that regard, become more visible, um, you know, trying to take uh, out of the equation the com- the opportunities to commit uh, crime, mobilize our communities to be active participants uh, in the fight against crime, make our members uh, more and more aware that uh, we are not doing any of our communities any favor in as far as uh, the rendering of services uh, are concerned, make them understand that um, uh, policing is an obligation, it's a function that is uh, uh, provided for in the Constitution. We are obliged to render those services. Also, look at uh, how we conduct ourselves because uh, discipline is very is very critical. That's why you'll find that more and more police people are found in uniform. Uh, our view is that uh, only the detectives, your crime intelligence and your uh, directorate of priority crime investigation members will be in civilian clothes. The rest of us, uh, as long as we are trained, we must be in uniform so that members of the community could at least have got the assurance that we are there. They must be able to see police people all over and for them to be able to approach them for for assistance. Well, a few problems there. Firstly, there's a trust deficit between the police and the community. And secondly, police morale seems to be at an all-time low right now. I mean, a few weeks ago, police uh, union pop crew came out expressing that they had absolutely no faith in police management. Police management were not supporting them. We see police um, men and women being killed brazenly on the streets and the, 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 they just feel that management is not, you know, on their side. They are not helping them in this situation. Let me say that uh, first, I'm not the spokesperson of Pop Crew. I'm not going to be speaking on their behalf. Let me rather speak on what is it that we consider to be very critical going forward. The issue of morale, it's a priority that uh, cannot be uh, uh, overlooked. It's something that uh, warrants much more attention because you can't have, you can't expect your members to perform at the level where you want them if their morale is very low. Therefore, we have said to ourselves, can we listen to the members on the ground? What are the issues on the ground? And surely one of those issues the members continue to raise is that as management, can you provide leadership? Can you provide guidance? Can you uh, uh, come in and have us develop to make sure that we are able to respond to the challenges on the ground? And certainly it's an issue that uh, together with the minister, we have prioritized to say morale of the police people has to increase. What does that mean? Can you provide leadership? Does this mean that the police has been without leadership 
No, that's not what I'm saying. Uh, they, they, they will have been, just as you were saying, pop crew say one, two, three, um, management is not there and so on. We are saying, as management, can we uh, take these issues and make them our own and make members believe that we are working with them um, even during difficult times? We continue to say to our members, your actions must be within the framework of the law. Of course, if you are outside the ambit of, of the law, there is no way that uh, we are going to be just supporting for the sake of supporting. Is We want our members to serve our communities and not to overstep the boundaries because we are in a country... Uh, with uh, human rights high on the agenda and therefore we can't be the one being seen or found to be trembling over the rights of uh, other people. And of course this is a difficult one because the police say that uh, they feel that they are under siege right now. Well, it's not uh, wrong for them to say so. Um, If you look at the numbers, how many of us have been killed and Surely we did not join the police uh, uh, to take to take a bullet every corner. We have joined uh, the South African Police Service to serve our people. And of course, if it means that um, we sacrifice our lives uh, in protecting uh, others, uh, let it be. But it cannot be that police people uh, are a target without the protection from all angles, be it from the communities, uh, be it from uh, the other other sectors. We need to be allowed to do policing um, and allowed to execute uh, our policing mandate. Thus, the attack on police will be an issue that uh, we will be uh, prioritizing. Uh, we have committed um, to engage our social partners, including Pop Krusapu and other role players in saying, how do we um, reverse the current situation? How do we um, ensure that our members uh, enjoy the protection that they are supposed to enjoy so that uh, they do not uh, fall prey to those who want to um, see them killed? Well, we're speaking to the Acting Police Commissioner this morning, um, Lieutenant General Komoto uh, Patlane, and the lines are open. You may join in the conversation, 0891-104-208. You can also tweet or Facebook us at AM Live on SAFM, or you can SMS us on the number 34701 with the questions uh, you may have. Uh, uh, just going back to you at least twice this morning have already said we need to go back to basics. So... That suggests that something may have gone wrong somewhere. Um, Is it a function of training? I mean, what is it that has gone wrong within the police service and how police are actually rendering a service to the public? We have, over the years, uh, been trying very hard to get uh, the communities uh, involved. That's why you have uh, people uh, in structures like uh, the community policing forum playing a critical role in policing. But we say that, for example, 
one one of those uh, basics of policing is patrol the streets of our country and patrol cannot only be uh, in vehicles uh, we know that uh, we had uh, foot patrols you need to find us somewhere in the malls you need to find us uh, in the streets um, not only in urban areas but in rural areas too uh, you you used to have uh, you know, uh, police people doing patrol on bicycles you used to have horse patrols and and why is that uh, very important is to ensure the presence so that um, because for crime to be committed, committed really you need two things there must be an opportunity there must also be a desire now merely by being there being present you are taking away an opportunity because in a way you become a stumbling block towards um, the commission of uh, of the crime in terms of the desire we need to be working together with other structures for example programs like uh, moral regeneration becomes very critical it's not a function that we can perform on our own community awareness um, education and so on it's it's very key so that the fight against crime is confronted from all angles it cannot only be a policing a policing issue that's good talk but how are you going to convince your members that uh, they should be patrolling on foot and on bicycle and on horses in the townships for example well it's not good talk it's the basics of policing it doesn't we don't see it happening but that's why we say that we need to go back to ba- to the basics what are those things that uh, we have moved away from so but if your members are saying they are under siege they are getting attacked they are being killed hence i'm asking how are you going to convince them that they should go and patrol on foot or on horseback i i have spoken to the issue of police killings at some point and i say that there is so much of this question being directed at us what are we going to be doing and i will repeat it here that there is no need for us to disclose what are those things that we are going to be doing to prevent or at least to counter the police killings because the more you communicate it out there is the more you are empowering those that will want to attack the police so it's something that we are going to work on internally without going public with the details thereof is it something that we'll see imminently of course um, how ca- how soon well maybe as soon as yesterday because uh, you continue to uh, to report every day of a member either being shot a member being killed somewhere and it's not something that uh, we have to be waiting and say there will be a new financial year some of those strategies will have to begin to be on the ground people must uh, feel the difference and let me go a little bit to the issue uh, that we have raised um, if you talk whether patrol or investigation that is part and parcel of what each and every one who went through college has been trained in it so happens that when you are outside you you go into a comfort zone and begin to say the only way that i'm going to be doing policing is this you do a situation analysis you assess 
the environment in which uh, you function in and say, what is a perfect fit for this kind of a situation? Of course, you talk, we talk foot patrol. Now, in an area which is uh, geographically huge, will you have the numbers to do that? So in that case, the, the foot patrol may not necessarily be. But if you were to go to a Maponya Mall, you have to go to um, Mainline, for example, uh, as huge malls. Why must we not be uh, in that shopping complex doing what we call foot patrol? You can't just be patrolling around that place. Communities need to feel us. Communities need to feel our presence. Therefore, issues of foot patrol cannot be just an academic thing somewhere in a book. It has to be implemented in practice.